The New Orleans Saints keep finding ways to win. They've done it two weeks in a row, but is it sustainable? We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into this live episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, you can always subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss the latest episodes. And as always, you, you want to keep the conversation going one-on-one with me, take part in our exclusive film studies, early access, future stuff, everything. You can head over and become a Locked on Saints insider by going to joinsubtext.com slash Locked on Saints today and join a community I would love for you to be a part of. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on your favorite social media, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media. You can find me every single Tuesday on the Locked on NFL podcast and here with you every single Monday through Friday and then some on Locked on Saints. And I'm sure that it's loud because we're here over at Bank of America Stadium following the New Orleans Saints going 2-0 and for the first time since the 2013 season. Bear with me because I wanted to bring you something special. And here we are on the field of Bank of America Stadium where the New Orleans Saints just got their victory against the division rival Carolina Panthers 20-17. to But is the way that they got it sustainable? That's what we're going to be breaking down today. Now, if you're here with me live, let me know. Make sure you're able to hear me. Make sure everything's good. All that's going to get a little bit quieter here as we go throughout. And if you're listening on the, on the backside of it, I promise you it's all very worth it. I appreciate everybody for being here. So let me tell you a little bit about today's episode. Today's episode brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Head over to LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. You can post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. Terms and conditions apply. So on today's episode of Locked On Saints, our live postcast show, which is going to be our full Monday show as well, we're going to be taking a look at the New Orleans Saints wideouts and how they just can't stop winning. A huge day for Tony Jones Jr. And the Saints is the way that they're winning sustainable. There's one reason why it is, but there's several reasons why it might not be. So there's a lot to take a look at here. I'm keeping an eye out on the chat. Brian, I see you. Alan, I see you. 777 and everybody that's out here. Please keep me up to date. Let me know how the videos do and all that other stuff. And for those of you that are listening um, you know, on the audio side and everything like that, just bear with me as I like check in every now and then just to make sure everything's okay on the live side. Um, so look, the New Orleans Saints got a big win here in Carolina. They start off 2-0 and for the first time since the 2013 season. That year, they finished 11-15 and and of course went to the playoffs. Can this New Orleans Saints team do it? There's a lot of reasons to say yes, but there's a lot of reasons to have doubt as well. We'll address both. We're going to be really honest about this New Orleans Saints team. And look, I'm not going to be here and be overly negative about a team that's 2-0 and or anything like that. I'm not going to try to show out and try to pretend that I'm super smart and everything like that. What I want you to know is that what the New Orleans Saints are doing um, is sustainable on the defensive side, but they have got to get their offense rolling. Look, the defense is, is remarkable, okay? I know they gave up a touchdown late, the garbage time touchdown. You'd like to keep those off the board. It's one thing to keep 
plays in front of you. It's another thing to keep plays in front of you when the goal line is eventually in front of you. You can't let a touchdown like that happen. And I know Dennis Allen was not happy about it. The New Orleans Saints defense was not happy about it. But that's the least of their concerns. This is a defense that has now forced opponents to score 20 or fewer points for 10 straight games, a franchise record. That's also 10 of the last 12 matchups that the New Orleans Saints have played. Now, the New Orleans Saints finally score 20 points. They haven't done that over the course of the past two matchups. But that's where the biggest question marks are. This New Orleans Saints defense is going to eat. All right, They're going to find ways to force turnovers. They're not relying on uh, just interceptions for turnovers. You're seeing the sack fumbles, the impact fumbles, all of those things. You're seeing the sacks. You're seeing them get pressure. You're seeing them get after these quarterbacks. You're seeing them plaster. You're ma- they're making you know, quarterbacks take the short area stuff, not be able to attack deep. They're forcing teams to abandon their run game. These are things that the New Orleans Saints defense have branded themselves on for years. That part is sustainable. That part of the New Orleans Saints is elite. The New Orleans Saints offense, on the other hand, is exactly whatever the opposite of elite is right now. And they've got to get this fixed. Starting off with the sluggish and slow starts at the beginning, the first half of the game, and the hopes of lulling your opponent to sleep until you can hit a deep shot to Rashid Shaheed down the sideline, or Chris Olave makes some incredible circus catch on the sideline. What a remarkable catch, by the way. Those things are not going to be sustainable. So you've got to be able to move the ball on a more efficient and a more reliable standpoint. Build a better run game. 130 plus rushing yards, despite the fact that the team lost Jamal Williams for a portion of today's game. That's something that you definitely love to see from this team. Tony Jones Jr., Taysom Hill, a humongous part of this game. And we knew that coming in because the Saints only had two active running backs. And of course, that's the time that you end up having a running back go down with a hamstring injury. Just checking in on the video, making sure everything's good. Uh, But I think that if you can see the New Orleans Saints build a more sustainable run game, everything changes for them. The play action becomes a piece. The, the, The run game or the passing game opens up because the run game has opened up. We saw that in the second half of this game, right? And so I think that those are the things that you want to see from this New Orleans Saints uh, team. And, and I'm seeing in the chat right here from Jerry, TJJ MVP, two rushing touchdowns for Tony Jones Jr. today, just the way we all drew it up. But here's what I will say, okay? If the New Orleans Saints want to be successful, if they want to continue to win games, if they want to be a championship team within their division by the time that this season is all said and done with, they're off to a solid start. However, what they need to be able to do is come out a lot more efficient and a lot more quickly. You need to be able to march down the field in the first quarter, not just the third and fourth quarters. You got to still be able to do it in the third and fourth quarters because that might win you some games. And the thing that we do love seeing from this New Orleans Saints team right now is their ability to be able to effectively have this killer mentality of putting games away. Those are good things. But they have got to be able to start being more efficient on the offensive side. We saw Derek Carr complete just 50% of his passes in the first half for 83 yards, averaged just four yards or 89 yards, excuse me, just four yards per attempt in the first half. That is not going to be something that you're going to be able to build your offense on here in the future. So can the New Orleans Saints continue to win games? Yes. Are they going to be able to continue to win games like this against better competition? Absolutely not. But they have the ceiling. The ceiling's there. There's room to grow. Can the New Orleans Saints grow? That's going to be the big question moving forward. The answer to the question about whether or not this New Orleans Saints team is sustainable and able to win games the way that you've seen them play over the course of the past little bit, I think the answer to that is not so much. 
But do they have room to grow? Absolutely. Oh, and by the way, should Taysom Hill continue to be a part of the game plan or what? Huh? Should he continue to be a part of the game plan or what? That's big. That's big for Taysom Hill. All right. Yeah, no, I'm going to end up going horse, y'all. I'm sorry if I'm talking too loud. I'm just competing with all of the uh, all of the noise here. So I hope that this is okay. I hope this is going well for you. All right, coming up next, we're going to take a look at Tony Jones Jr. having a big day and who the other unsung MVP was on the New Orleans Saints defense. We got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's live postcast episode here at Bank of America Stadium, as you can see and hear. Got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. I was telling you about them a little bit earlier. LinkedIn is the place to go if you are a small business looking to hire. All those hires can sometimes feel like high stakes wagers. So go ahead and mitigate the risk a little bit by heading over to LinkedIn Jobs. They're going to equip you with a bunch of those tools that you need, like screening questions, things like that, to make sure that you're able to hire the people with the right experience, with the right uh, attitudes that are good fits in your culture, all that. Bring them in and not only interview them, but hopefully hire them as well. It's why uh, small businesses vote LinkedIn Jobs number one when it comes to delivering quality hires versus leading candidates. So LinkedIn Jobs is going to help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Visit linkedin.com slash LockedInNFL to post your job for free. That's linkedin.com slash LockedInNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And today's episode of Locked on Saints also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Boy, I hope that you hit on some of those Prize Picks uh, odds earlier because there were a lot out there for you to get in on. And so maybe you were able to turn your $10 entry into $250. That's right, 25 times your entry fee over at Prize Picks. That's the way that it works. You just pick two to six players, choose whether or not they're going to come in at more or less than their Prize Picks projection. You get those right, and boom, you're a winner. It's you versus the house. It's you and your football knowledge versus the projections. You're not going up against all of these thousands of spreadsheet wizards and all this other stuff. No, no. It's you and your football knowledge. So go and check them out today uh, over at prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code locked on NFL so you can get a first deposit match up to $100. Put $100 down, you get another $100. Go and check them out today. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Promo code locked on NFL for that first deposit match up to $100. All right, family. Continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints here at Bank of America Stadium Live. Make sure that you are checking out the Locked on Saints podcast every single Monday through Friday because here we are. Look, go ahead, take a look. That's where uh, Chris Olave caught a big old, big old pass down the sideline. Over there is where Rashid Tahit caught a big old pass down the sideline. Right over there on that end zone is where uh, Tony Jones Jr. ran for a touchdown. And right over there in that back end zone. That's where Tony Jones Jr. ran for his first touchdown. The first touchdown, he said he was going to give the game ball to his wife, his wife of four months. It was got really emotional about it. But the second game ball, the second touchdown that he scored, that ball, all his. He's keeping that one. Appreciate you so much for being here for another episode of Locked on Saints and for, of course, making us your first listen of the day every day. Look, um, we, we talked about the New Orleans Saints, sort of what they were doing, not being super um, uh, sustainable. Uh, in terms of their ability to win. But one thing that is sustainable is building a run game. And what you saw today was a team that decided not to lay down and instead decided that it was going to be resilient. Nine rushes for 75 yards. It's an average of 8.3 yards per carry by Taysom Hill. Tony Jones Jr., 12 carries for 34 yards, got in the end zone twice. It was a little bit more of the short yardage guy when Jamal Williams 
went out with a hamstring injury. We don't currently have a full update on Jamal Williams at this time. We do know that it's a hamstring injury. We do know that he did not return, but we also know that the New Orleans Saints have been very, very, very cautious when it comes to things like hamstring injuries, groin injuries, things like that. So I wasn't super surprised to see him not come back out after uh, he went out for, for that game. But look, the New Orleans Saints still have Alvin Kamara a game away. One more game without him, and then he's back before that week four matchup at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We still haven't seen Kendra Miller uh, make his uh, debut just yet. Maybe that's next week against Green Bay. Might they call Kareem Hunt again and say, hey, homie, how's that contract looking? Unless Cleveland gets to him first. All of those possibilities are there to kind of help boost this New Orleans Saints run game. But we have to give some credit to Tony Jones Jr. Tony Jones Jr. is a journeyman now, right? He came into the league just a few years ago as an undrafted free agent out of Notre Dame. Every point scored on this field for the New Orleans Saints today was by someone from Notre Dame, either Tony Jones Jr. or kicker Blake Groupie. And he comes in. Oh, Ellis Merriweather. Good, good call out by uh, 777. Ellis Merriweather is the guy they could potentially reunite with as well. But the Saints took a big risk in this game going in with just two active running backs, Jamal Williams and Tony Jones Jr. They knew that Taysom Hill was going to be a big part of what they were going to do when it came to their ground game. Turns out they were absolutely right again. 8.3 yards per carry for Taysom Hill. He was absolutely outstanding in this game. And so there's a lot of really good things to like from the guys that stepped up and stood out. But Tony Jones Jr. is the big one. Three different teams over the course of the past 12 months reunited with, uh, with Sean Payton in Denver, got moved on from by Sean Payton in Denver, and then got the call from running back coach Joel Thomas to come back here to New Orleans. And in coming back here to New Orleans, he was ready. He said, I don't care if I'm on the practice squad. I don't care if I'm on the active roster. When, 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 John, when uh, Joel Thomas called him up and said, we want you back here in New Orleans, he said, say less. And then he got back here. He called New Orleans his home, said it was his home for a while, and absolutely loves it. This is the way that he got the opportunity to be able to contribute to this team. Um, and you know what? Good for him. Good for him. And shout out to Tony Jones Jr. for being able to show up at a time where a lot of teams would have struggled to be able to produce when they lose literally their one running back that's on the active roster for this game. But I do like what the New Orleans Saints did in terms of their rushing attack outside of those two. Keep getting Taysom Hill more and more and more involved in situations like this so that he can continue to contribute. He was your most reliable rusher in terms of big yardage. He was the guy that they turned to when they got to you know a point to where, hey, we need a first down at the end of the game. What'd they do? They went to him. Taysom Hill is somebody that everybody kind of went, all right, well, the Saints signed Foster Moreau. They brought in Jamal Williams. They've got Michael Thomas back. Where does Taysom Hill fit in? There you go. There's your example. If you want something sustainable on the offensive side for the New Orleans Saints, the running game is going to be the place to start. Guys like Taysom Hill, guys like Jamal Williams when he's healthy again, guys like Alvin Kamara when he gets back out on the field. Alvin Kamara is also going to be able to give you something sustainable in the passing game as well. That's going to help so much for you to be able to do the thing that the New Orleans Saints love to do. Stop the opposing team from running the ball and then make them jealous because they can run the ball. That's what the Saints are going to be looking uh, at doing. So uh, just checking in, make sure, let me know how everything's going in the chat in terms of video, audio, y'all. Keep me honest here and make sure, I want to make sure I'm giving you a product that's worth you seeing, that's worth you hearing. Um, but I, I'm a big fan uh, of what the New Orleans Saints were able to do here in the run game, especially last week when they struggled to produce in the run game, when they had Jamal Williams taking 75% 
of those snaps in that game. And that's no shade to Jamal Williams. You know Jamal Williams is really talented, but he had to shoulder the workload. Today, you got to see a little bit more change of pace because Taysom presented the change of pace. And I think that that's a smart design by the New Orleans Saints. Speaking of design, I think the New Orleans Saints play calling left a little bit to be desired today, but again, looked much better in the second half. So getting all of this stuff right in the first half, and a lot of it was execution stuff in the first half, by the way, getting all those things right, that's going to be big uh, for the New Orleans Saints. And I thought that the Saints run game was propelled a little bit by the offensive line. Offensive line still struggled giving up, what, four sacks in this game again for the second week in a row. So you want to see that get cleaned up, but their performance in the run game was stellar. Uh, in terms of paving the way, particularly their ability to be able to run right up the middle, despite the fact that you have a good run stopper like an athletic guy like Derek Brown right on the interior uh, as well. Keep all right, everybody's telling me everything's looking good, everything's sounding good. So I appreciate y'all very, very much. And somebody said I look. Brian said I look and sound marvelous. I loves being marvelous. Uh, but that's what I would call the New Orleans Saints offensive line in the run game is marvelous. What I would call them in the passing game is still incomplete. This looks like a unit that doesn't have the talent that it has invested in it, right? First round pick at left tackle, first round pick at right tackle, first round pick at right guard, uh, second round pick, but a top 50 pick at center. And then you've got an undrafted free agent in James Hurst who usurped a first round talent over there. So I think that you have to look at this New Orleans Saints offensive line as a work in progress, but that work in progress has to become something vital, something stable very, very quickly, especially in the passing game. Because we keep talking about sustainability. Something that is not at all sustainable is not being able to buy your quarterback time to be able to take advantage of the weapons that are making play after play after play in the passing game. So all of that has got to get right. So I, I, I think that the foundational building blocks are there. I think there was a little bit of backsliding for this New Orleans Saints team. But I think if nothing else, I know they won this game. But this game should still serve as a reality check for how important it is for them to get these things that they've been struggling with over on the offensive line, offensive side figured out and get it figured out quickly. Speaking of the offensive side, the weapons, Chris Olave, Rashid Shaheed, Michael Thomas, they have been everything that they have been advertised to be so far this season. How did it all come together and what's next for the trio? We got that coming up for you as we continue on and wrap up this live postcast edition here live from Bank America Stadium of Locked On Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. I hope you caught the New Orleans Saints as minus two and a half point favorites earlier on this week over on FanDuel because if that's the case, they covered that spread with a three-point victory. If you got it at three, then you got the push. No big deal there. But you got to love what you can get over at FanDuel because the answer is everything. You can get everything over at FanDuel, especially taking a look at this incredible deal that they have going on right now. Because right now, over at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, you're going to be able to get new customers are going to be able to get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you bet $5. When you put $5 down, that's $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose, all you got to do is put $5 down on your favorite bet. And then if you've been thinking about checking out, uh, joining FanDuel, checking out FanDuel, getting into that action, this is now the time to do it. The app is super easy to use. And of course, there's a wide range of options, everything from the spread to player props to over-unders and much more. So here's how you're going to get it. Head over to FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off that NFL season. Once again, that is FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 
Let's get it, Houdat Nation. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with our last look here at the New Orleans Saints pass catchers. That's where we're going to wrap up today's show because so far they have been just about everything as advertised. And that's exactly what it is that you wanted to see from this New Orleans Saints team. What happens when the New Orleans Saints come out in the second half and they've been struggling in the first half? Do they shy away from the passing game? No. And one of the reasons why is because of the trust that this team has in Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Rashid Shaheed, Juwan Johnson, Foster Moreau, who was phenomenal in the run game, by the way. Foster Moreau made some of his best plays today as a run blocker. He was outstanding. And so when you look at where the New Orleans Saints pass catchers are versus where you wanted them to be, are they measuring up? So far, by my estimation, they are. I think that you would like to see, you know, look, you didn't have a 100-yard receiver in this game. You had Chris Olave, uh, six catches on 11 targets for 86 yards. You had uh, Rashid Shahid with four catches on four targets for 64 yards, including a 45-yard bomb down the right sideline. Michael Thomas, seven catches, 55 yards. He was the only good thing about the New Orleans Saints passing offense and maybe even offense in the first half. So he was the one that allowed this New Orleans Saints team to stay alive. He helped to convert first downs. He helped to move the ball down the field. He helped to get the New Orleans Saints into field goal range, where once again, um, Blake Groupie was perfect, was perfect outdoors, you know, whatever you want to call it at night, doesn't matter. He was still perfect out here. So you love so far what you've been seeing from the New Orleans Saints uh, when it comes to um if he ain't step out, that's not, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So you look at where the New Orleans Saints ended up finishing this game. Chris Olave was actually on this sideline, right where I am, right here at this end zone, where he caught that screen pass and then, you know, got around the edge and could have had the touchdown, but accidentally stepped out, out of bounds. Would have been a 16-yard touchdown for him. Uh, went out of bounds at the seven. So he came up a little bit short there, but then the Saints with Tony Jones Jr. and, uh, and, and Taysom Hill ended up still being able to get into the end zone. But if you look at where the Saints are and the struggles that they had early on in this first half, you wanted them to be able to find their bounce back. And the way that they found their bounce back was, by, was with explosive plays in the passing game. Michael Thomas made an insane catch down the right sideline, landing with a tuchus right inbounds to make sure that it counted. Chris Olave making one of the best catches that you're going to see. Rivals maybe last Monday night, uh, the New York Jets, Garrett Wilson with his juggling catch in the end zone for maybe one of the best catches of the year so far. And then Chris Olave down that right sideline on a drive where the New Orleans Saints needed to keep things alive and needed to push the ball down the field to be able to close out their victory, put them in position to be able to do exactly that. This is who you wanted the New Orleans Saints wide receivers to be, and they're finding ways to be exactly that. Um, the, the other guys that have been contributing, Juwan Johnson, Foster Moreau, a little bit more Juwan Johnson than Foster Moreau today. Like I mentioned, Foster Moreau, though, made some of his best plays in the, as a pass blocker, or excuse me, as a run blocker. I'd love to see more Jimmy Graham in the red zone. The New Orleans Saints in the red zone were able to punch it in a couple of times, but also settled for field goals in the red zone twice, 28 yards, 23 yards. Jimmy Graham's right there. He's right there on your roster. So I think that's one of those things that's got to get cleaned up for New Orleans is still being able to maximize a little bit more of those playmakers in the passing game outside of the wide receiver position. And I think if the New Orleans Saints can find a way to do that and then get started early, this is going to be a team that's going to be a lot of fun to watch for 60 minutes every weekend. This is a team that's going to be a really, really tough team to beat, especially with their defense continuing to play the way that the defense is playing. 
the New Orleans Saints can build a brand of football where they can win week in and week out. We just haven't seen it yet. And if you want to take anything away from all of this, the New Orleans Saints have a lot to work on. They have a lot to fix. If they can get it fixed, if they're winning games looking like what they look like right now on offense for the first half of each of these games, just imagine how much better this team can be if they're taking advantage of the defense that's keeping points off the board. Then we're talking about a very, very different team. And I know that the New Orleans Saints are 2-0. and The Carolina Panthers are now 0-2. The Atlanta Falcons are 2-0. and The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 2-0. and I get it. This is all of a sudden a way more competitive division early on in the, in the game or in the league or in the season. I apologize. But if this New Orleans Saints team can get those pieces figured out, you're going to take that New Orleans Saints team for the next 15 games, right? Maybe not for the next 15 games, but you know what I mean. You can take this New Orleans Saints team to be a better team over the course of the next 15 games than the Atlanta Falcons, than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It starts with winning the division. It starts with competing within the division. And if they're able to do that, or if they're able to do these little things and get this offense to be a little bit more sustainable and a little bit more effective early and be able to hold on to that, then that's exactly what this New Orleans Saints team can be and should be by the end of this season. NFC South champions, and maybe even early, right? They have a chance to get an early start on their division. Here they are now 1-0 within their division. They got the Green Bay Packers next week in Lambeau. That is not going to be an easy game. Then they've got Tampa coming to New Orleans, coming to their house. They have a chance to go 2-0 to start their division, just like they went 2-0 to start their season. If the New Orleans Saints are able to do that, then they're in a much, much, much better position moving forward through the next 15 weeks. There's a lot of reasons to ask questions. There's a lot of reasons to be doubtful about this team right now, but there's also a lot of reasons to look at this team and say, man, they are, I'm not going to say, they're not going to say a scotch close, but they are closer than you might think they are to being a team that is going to be exactly who they intended to be here in 2023, a competitive team looking to win their division. But they need to show it. They need to prove it on the offensive side in particular. All right, y'all. Coming up in tomorrow's episode, we're going to dive in a little bit deeper, go into more of the play calling, go into a little bit more of where the execution failed, and go into a little bit more of the missed opportunities that the Saints had so you can see specifically how differently this game could have gone if the execution would have been there. I want you to see all of it so you know what to look forward to as you're looking for this New Orleans Saints offense to get in tune a lot quicker and a lot earlier. We got that coming up for you on another episode of Locked on Saints. That might be Wednesday. It might be Tuesday night. I might be too excited here. Or, or yeah, Tuesday night. I might be too excited here uh, to, to get everything out to you. So, you know, we'll get you all taken care of. I appreciate y'all so much, as always, for being here for another live episode. 400 folks in the chat. Thank you very much for being here. And thank you for catching the show later, however it is that you're catching it as well. It, remember um, that I, I thank you all very much, as always, making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day or your first listen after midnight every day. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day, a part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.